Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brands Tech. This episode of the discussion series will begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brands Tech. How are you all? This is Brandon, and I hope that everyone's been doing well. So welcome to this episode of the discussion series right here on Brands Tech. And so proudly joining me today is my brand new co-host for the discussion series, Matthew. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, my, my pleasure. My name is uh, Matthew Peralta, and I just really like talking about tech. So I'm just really glad I'm going to be here, and I'm really excited to be a new co-host to this um, to this series because I have like a deep passion for tech, and I just love talking about it and just thinking about how it'll affect us now and in the future. So I'm just glad I, I got invited to um, talk on a platform that allows me to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am I'm always glad to have you here. And so for my first topic that I'll be doing with you as a part of this series, today we'll be speaking a little bit about tech trends. And so I know earlier today we were doing a bit of you know research and really just diving into all of these various different tech trends that have really like you know come to be over these past, well, about two decades or so, the two thousands. And so first of all, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, and going back over these various different, you know, trends that have occurred over these, you know, this past bit of time, what would you say, I guess, is one that really stands out to you? Or are there any ones that you think really, I guess, made an impact a little more than others or one significant to you personally? Hmm, that's a good one. I personally have to say either like the rise of social media or like the increased use of like smart things and how everything is slowly becoming more interlinked with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, even for me, like when thinking about that, I would definitely yeah agree with that because, yeah, I think it's so interesting right now that we now like live in a time where even though we may have several devices, you know, whether it's a smartphone, laptop, you know, even Xbox or whatever the case may be that, you know, all of these devices now work together. And so, you know, really it's like, you know, whether it is, like I said, no matter what device it is, really most of the devices can also do like the same type of task too. That's true. Cause you know, your phone can do the same, almost the same thing as your laptop or that the phone manufacturers, like, especially I think Samsung, they're really trying to like, push well i don't know about push but some of their devices they're kind of like marketing oh you can do the same things on this like powerful little device you could do on your laptop or even a computer and obviously it's like part part of it is marketing but there's probably some merit to that but you know obviously i think people would still choose even a tablet or a laptop over something as small as a phone no matter how powerful it may be yeah absolutely and you know for me even like i've heard you know from several different people who maybe don't have something like you know, maybe like a cable system or you know, equivalent to their you know, TV that they're just using their, you know, their phones to stream everything. To me, it's like, wow, that's, that's such a small screen. I mean, I at least use a yeah, smart TV to at least cast it over. Mm-hmm. Now, now that's a good, I, for, I almost forgot about that. But yeah, <clears throat> a lot of different devices are capable of doing streaming stuff and just, you know, like not even movies, but music as well. And even I think like, like this Zoom calls or, you know, communication. So a lot of different devices are um, capable of communicating, not just phones or not just laptops are all kind of like being able to like share the same type of services and programs that you could do anywhere else. Yeah, that is very true. 
And, you know, I think another interesting trend that has really, yeah, definitely come into light, you know, over this past, especially over these past several years, is you know, artificial intelligence, especially in the form of machine learning, like with these algorithms, really being able to, you know, learn what we do and understand it and try to cater really, you know, to us as the consumers. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good point where it's like people are saying, you know, they're scared of AI coming as like big, scary robots that are, you know, with malicious intent. But no, not many people realize, or at least I don't think many people realize that the AI is already here. And what you said in the form of machine learning, you know, algorithms where it's like, especially I think prevailing in social media and like other other sites, even like Google and YouTube, where it's like there's these algorithms that are just designed to like learn as they go and kind of learn more about you and how you act to see how they can keep you on their site for as long as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even sites such as like Outlook and Gmail and even Skype did this for a little while with Cortana, you know, they're now like learning like what you're saying and your general responses to certain stuff. Like, you know, someone sends you an email, like it's giving you like a recommended response for you to reply back with. Oh yeah, I know. I remember those. I use those actually a lot frequently. I, I didn't know that those were what's it called? They were machine automated, like they were like artificially like created. I thought they were just kind of like generic responses that you just plugged in. But that's kind of a cool thought where it's like every response that you could like every automated response you could plug in is like custom tailored to what you would say. Now that I think about it, like, you're kind of right. Yeah, although sometimes it might actually be a little scary just to see that a machine has really figured out like your general responses to people and you know what you normally say mm-hmm. yeah like i in a response maybe like a teacher emailing me you know oh you have an assignment coming up tomorrow or something and then i would normally say something like you know great to hear or something you know, like i got like a longer winded response like you know because i like to just make sure that i get the point across and then you know i have the i see that in the automated responses like one of like the longer responses like is right there sitting waiting for me just like you know to reply is kind of like you know kind of scary almost where it's like how did they know that they knew exactly what i was gonna say yeah i mean i know for me like even almost all of my emails i'm like in the same sort of format and it's like it's like i don't copy and paste my emails i just always say like the same sort of thing so it's really interesting to see how much it's really learning from you i know you know in the terms of microsoft's virtual digital assistant cortana it used to have a feature called the notebook that really kept a log of you know, what Cortana knew about you and different fun facts. And and actually, interestingly enough, Cortana is now no longer aimed for consumers, but rather now for enterprise customers. Really? I didn't know that because I kind of knew Cortana died. Like I still have it on my computer, but I barely use it. And I didn't know that it was kind of the, the target audience has shifted. I just kind of thought it disappeared. Yeah. And so like for computers such as my own, it now has, you know, systems such as Amazon Alexa built in, and I apologize for once again, I think I did that last time where I'm sure that probably set off somebody's system. I apologize. But, you know, just really overall, just I think the, I guess the new relevance of these systems and really it, you know, now having more control over you know, your normal everyday life. And so I'm not sure how much, you know, for you, because I think you said that you also use yeah, some of those systems. Yeah, how often you do in your everyday life? Yeah, I do use a lot of those. I actually have an Alexa. We have my family owns, I think, three Alexas. Like one in my bedroom, one in the kitchen. I think one in the other. 
like either in the living room or in my pa- my family, like my parents' bedroom, and it's just kind of like we stay connected. And I we don't actually have a lot of stuff connected to the Alexa. We just kind of use it to you know, ask it what the weather is or what's the definition of a certain word or you know like what is like a math calculation or whatever. And you know we don't actually use it for anything more than that most of the time. Oh, and we use it to like message each other because you can like say send an announcement and then it'll kind of go throughout the whole house and you know we'll all hear it. Like if it's dinner time, you know they say announce dinner time and then they'll say. And then you, we all come down. And anyways, I was getting a little long-winded there, but yeah, we don't really use it for much. But I've seen like other people where their their homes are basically just like a gigantic intertwined web of all these different technology. You just say, "Hey, turn on the lights," or "Hey, you know, turn on my TV or my Xbox," or you know, start something. Or, you know, like the, I think like that's really cool, but at the same time, it's almost kind of like scary because that means like if everything's controlled by like one thing, then you know you can kind of just shut down like that. Like especially if you know the power goes on or if you could possibly get hacked or you know all those kind of things where it's like you're so reliant on one thing that it's almost kind of concerning yeah definitely i know i've set up my so for me we have i think we have two of them like as in like standalone devices i have a, a echo dot in my room and then in our family den we just got the echo show i think it was the 10 inch one and so yeah, so those have been rather, rather nice, and so we have, I have a few lights hooked up to them. I have my whole den set up, and so I think that's actually kind of fun. I have it where the lights are set to turn on at, sun, at sunset, so we have a lot of natural light in that room, and so we don't really, like, need a lot of light, and so, but yeah, at sunset, it just naturally knows to turn on, and then at 11.30 p.m., it just turns off, and so I think that's been rather yeah, nice to just have it work just because, you know, those lights are usually ones that we forget about. Maybe we're just coming home and we just, you know, want a light source because, you know, there's not the sun, the sun's not out, you know, at nighttime to really find the light. And so just knowing that yeah, it can just turn on is real, really nice. And I actually use, fun fact, I actually use, you know, use that system in terms of the routines a part of it. To actually, that's how I tend to wake up actually, is that I will set it to turn on my light at a certain time in the morning. And so that way I can actually have a more natural waking up as opposed to like an alarm clock that may like disturb my sleep. But at least with the light turning on, I can like naturally wake up in a more, you know, I guess like I said, a more natural way. And so I think that's actually something that I really like about it. And so I know when I did a hard reset on my sleep, that's that's what I decide to do, you know, going forward. So it's interesting. Uh, I might actually, you know, I might buy some smart lights for my room, but hmm, it just depends. Cause I don't know. I don't really feel like really need like I need it, but at the same time, I can, it's kind of like something cool to have, like a little smart light in my lamp or in my pet, you know, like my ceiling lamp, or you know, just somewhere or maybe even like to the smart lights hooked up to the back of my tv or something it just says like you know cool like effects lighting or whatever but i don't know it's just something that i've always considered but i've never actually just done i might do it yeah and then before we wrap this up is there any last you know tech trends that you'd really like to hit on before we close out this episode um tech trends no that's really it honestly like just you know the rise of social media and also the rise of the interconnected like devices and all that stuff and how everything's coming more intertwined instead of like everything being in its own little bubble but that's a, that's really about it yeah i mean it's really interesting to see 
how things go forward and really yeah as think yeah as time progresses especially over this next year or so you know i think we'll really begin to see how all this will keep going and so and so yeah i think going forward from there yeah i really would like to see i don't know i guess for us to have a little more control over you know our different tech and you know really be able to manage it better especially you know on our own to have the technology really you know help us out in our day-to-day but not really take over our lives if you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah this has been a great first episode with you matthew thank you so much once again for joining me truly appreciate it of course glad to be here yeah and i cannot wait for the next one have a wonderful day everyone stay safe stay well and i'll talk to you all later